I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Listeners, our podcast today is coming to you from Fort Lauderdale and I'm speaking with Sven Gade. Uh, Sven... Welcome to Thriving Matters Podcast. I can see your smiling face, but our listeners will be able to hear that when they they listen to you. Now, I know you have been in the States for about 12 years now, and uh, so you're really more American than German. Is that right? Well, I feel, meanwhile, that the culture here rubs off. Uh, I like to be in the United States, in particular where I live in South Florida. Uh, We are such a diverse spot in the world. Everybody is here, uh, various uh, backgrounds. I enjoyed that. And yeah, we live in the US and we live in this environment. And meanwhile, I think when I come back to, uh, to Germany, they look at me and say, who is that odd guy? Because I'm not <laughs> behaving as a typical German anymore. So I, I, I feel well with having a foot in uh, both places. I meanwhile have the dual citizenship. Uh, So I'm German and U.S. American, and I feel very well being a part of both of uh, these cultures. Well, we are a rich globe, aren't we? When we look around the world, we have communities everywhere, and really it's a fantastic time to be living in. Who would have thought that we would all be uh, multinational, multicultural, and uh, that's part of the plus because our thriving matters no matter where we live or what type of job that we do, or what type of families we have. So the Thriving Matters podcast is very pleased to be able to talk to you today, Sven, because it's all about you and me, ordinary people, doing extraordinary things. And no matter where we live around the globe, no matter what nationality we are, there is something about this connection and how we can make those connections richer between us. And that's what I think thriving in life and work really means. So I know you have a strong corporate history, but would you give the listeners a little bit about yourself? And when you're doing that, they're going to pick up about your life passion and what drives you. So tell us a bit about your background. Happy to do so. You're right, Terry. I spent 25 years in uh, the logistics industry. I've been in sales operations and process improvement. And after that time, very long working with teams at the end on a global level, I felt Mm. I need to make a change. And there were multiple reasons for that. I decided to study coaching. I studied it with an Australian Institute, uh, ICA. And then I gradually got into uh, coaching, executive coaching, leadership coaching. And today I worked for more than three years uh, in my own practice, small boutique coaching practice here out of South Florida, working with executives teams, uh, helping them 
to uh, become better leaders, improving the behaviors that make them more successful. Oh, that is so interesting because your uh, previous history is, has led you to probably be in a, in a great place and meeting lots and lots of different uh, teams. I think that's the gold, isn't it? You, and you, I think you've also said the magic word there, it's been behaviours. Uh, I know you and I have got a particular interest in emotional intelligence and that's how we've met. And uh, this is a global, a global community and everywhere we look at the moment, we are being told, you know, the future of work is going to involve more interpersonal skills, more communication skills, because AI or artificial intelligence has crept into our world and we rely on it. We're using AI today just to be able to talk to each other uh, across the airwaves, across that beautiful Pacific Ocean that divides us. And uh, mm -hmm. it's quite astonishing because really the word coaching often puts a little bit of fear into people. But if we don't look at it as coaching, but we look at it as a conversation about striving or, and flourishing in our life and our work, well, then it gives us a different lens to look at it. So it isn't as frightening. So I imagine you have got some pretty great stories about teams coming in going, you know, we're not working together that well, or we want to do this together. Individual people, you know, with big, hairy, audacious goals, but they can't get out of their own way different to us at various stages in our life and uh, to me that's that's the beauty of being able to connect with people one-on-one -on -one, you know and we are ordinary people doing things that we really love now I'm going to say I can see your big smile on the screen uh, but yeah. our listeners can't so I'm going to ask you in the morning what is it that puts a smile on your face as you start a brand new day? Well, it's uh, evening here in South Florida, so maybe I'm smiling more in the evening than <laughs> in the morning. And uh, I say that for a reason. I usually work out at night, go for a long run here in my neighborhood. And that is really my end of the day procedure. It's a long run. Uh, it's a physical exercise, but it is also an exercise which is uh, mentally and emotionally relaxing for me. And I find my peace with everything, what has happened. It is, I'm not big in meditation, but it is a kind of meditation for mm. me. I'm daydreaming, I always go the same route. And everything that happened in the, during the day, the good things and the not so good things go through my mind and they settle. And at the same time, I prepare for my next day. And back to your question, I think when I get up in the morning, and I get up fairly early, I start uh, my calls with clients that are all over the world mm. at uh, six o'clock my time. I think I have a little bit of a tunnel view at that time. I'm ready to do the things I want to do with my uh, coaching practice. I actually don't know whether I smile so much in the morning <laughs> as I smile in the evening. But I think it is the balance that I find at night that carries me into the next morning, I think there's still a smile uh, to see. Uh, I also know that you, apart from your running, you're uh, preparing for a triathlon. I have the utmost respect for <laughs> you. I can't imagine running for so long, especially after this week when I have a bit of a sore knee after some uh, silly gym <laughs> thing that I did this week. But um, I love the fact that you've got a mechanism 
that's a switch off to switch on. Yeah. yeah. And and it's physical. So what we get, what you're getting there are the, all the chemicals that we release while we're exercising, it allows our brain to adjust, to let to attend to and then let go. Um, it's reflective and then it's forward planning. And uh, it's, it's a habit. So you've got a daily habit. You know, Stephen Covey always talks about, you know, the seven habits and how we go about that. It's a bit like when I was driving home from the office um, across the city, I would have a switch off point and it would be a, usually a big... Yeah, yeah road sign and once I hit that space it was thinking of work up to then and then bang I'm passed under the big sign right now I'm switching on to what what's going to happen when I get home or what what I need to do for the family so it's a bit similar in a way but you know you're running to me there's a rhythm there's a rhythm there there's a music to it in a way you know there's a beat and uh, I love that so thanks for sharing that with us no uh... Absolutely, and uh, it is exactly for that reason. And sometimes you feel at five o'clock in the afternoon, uh, six o'clock, you still have so much to do. I think uh, we all made our experiences where we were totally overworked, but I then switch off and say, now you need to do something for yourself. And I mean, it sounds a little too much, but the world looks different after such a run and the problems get smaller and, uh, uh, and you look uh, more positive in the future. And that creates uh, the smile that hopefully lasts then for 23 <laughs> hours before I then go on the next run. By the way, the practice I have adopted from Obama when I came here to the United States, Obama was running his first campaign as uh, the president or for presidency. And uh, I heard on radio that he is working out six days a week. I don't know whether it's true, but it made a big impression on me. I said, hey, if he can do that six days a week. I should be able to do that as well. And that brought me into the rhythm I'm in now and I feel really good. Uh, well, my, my instant thought is it, it kept him sane. Um, I was going to say to you, now you've already led into what I was going to ask you next. And I asked most of my guests, has there been a seminal publication, a book, um, a personality, uh, an occasion in your life that has really made you stop and think and you have become more deliberate in how you are showing up each day. Absolutely. I had a discussion just uh, last Friday with a friend of mine and I somehow concluded maybe we all have this time in our life where we really wake up and it's typically uh, throughout a crisis. So you know that I lived and worked for two years in Denmark and that was certainly not a very successful time in my life. Uh, mm -hmm. So things didn't shake out as they were planned. I was sent there to make a turnaround in the uh, division that I was leading. It didn't really happen. I was dissatisfied. I was impatient. In hindsight, I think I didn't show up as a, a great leader and I kept pushing and pushing. I didn't work out. I drank lots of coffee. My diet wasn't very healthy. So basically I was uh, going really downhill. And, and two of my friends came to me actually on the same weekend. And one called me and one visited me in Copenhagen where I lived at that time and said to me, Sven, you've changed. And uh, when the first one came, I said, well, you must be wrong. Same Sven. Then the second came just 
this next day, and they didn't know about each other. And the very next day, I quitted my job. And I felt a little bit lost. I felt that I didn't deliver what I was supposed to deliver. I was a little bit lost. What is next? But that was when I started to really find myself, find uh, who I am, who I want to be, and what is uh, my reason for living and how do I want to live. And as I said, the exercise or more better routine and exercising was one of uh, the steps that came out of uh, that time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was really, really tough and it took me really months, I would even say more than a year to recover from that. But in hindsight, maybe the best event that happened to me because it uh, made me who I am today. Thank you for your honesty. And uh, I'm sure that our listeners resonate with your story because many of us have have something like that and varying levels. But it does take time because we grieve for what we've lost. It's a big change. And, uh, you know, if we've been given a job and with all our intention we are trying to do the best we can you know we are emotional beings so how we manage ourselves in stressful situations is is also very important but finding your balance finding a way to channel uh, the energy of the day reflecting on what's gone on to look forward has been what I think one of the greatest things that you've talked about that's made a difference to to where you are and most people that you talk to who have had life-changing experiences talk about that i know i'm just going to share with you for my 50th birthday which was a little while ago now i walked the kokoda track in papua new guinea and it mm. is the the track where the australian soldiers fought the japanese and they stopped the japanese from invading australia in second world war you know in australia we are this massive island smallest continent we're mm. way way away from everybody else in the world that's why they call us down under Mm -hmm. I was at a point where I wanted to give thanks for being able to raise four children in a free country. Mm -hmm. And I decided I needed to do, I had to do a bit of work on me and I had to do a little bit of work for in Thanksgiving. And I will still say it has been the most mammoth experience of my life and uh, has now, this is where Thriving Matters germinated, I realised. It was all those years ago when I did the walk. So it's a similar thing. But I can tell you yeah, what, yeah. we all go for something. And for every one of us, you'll often hear me say, each person has a Kokoda. And sometimes that's just getting out of bed every morning, no matter what we're, we're dished up. So well done you for actually being honest and telling us about that. That's a privilege to know. So thanks, Ben. <laughs> I think the biggest uh, conclusion also, until then, I felt I have a plan for my life, but I really didn't. I jumped from one opportunity to the next, but there was not a real plan. It was about getting a good job. I like what I did, but it was also living the corporate life in such a way, climbing up the ladder. And that in itself is not an achievement. So I started to think about what is my role here in the world? Uh, what is the footstep? that I want to leave, what is the contribution that I want to make, and, and that was uh, the deliberating part of it. So, and I think if I would not have failed, I would not have gotten out of that track. I stayed in the corporate life for another, I think, eight or nine years. You can change also within the corporate life, but I think that was uh, 
the starting point, even though it was not clear for me, to do something else and do something what I do today. That is so true because, you know, we're only here for a certain amount of time. And, uh, you know, what we leave behind us, we're not going to know, but our generations after us will know. And, uh, yeah, and if I asked you what you've been thinking about, that's taken up some time that you keep coming back to. It's sort of sitting in your subconscious here and, you, and these little thoughts are floating in and out. Um, I like to call it pondering. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's spending, a lot of the research tells us that spending time in the pondering is actually very healthy for us. Others might call it daydreaming, but I like the notion of pondering. Is there an idea that's been bubbling within you about what it is that you could possibly give to the world as part of your responsibility for walking on this earth that maybe it doesn't matter how big or small it is, but it's something that you would like to leave. Is there something you've been thinking about? Connected to the uh, experience that I've uh, talked about it. So, of course, after that, I felt a little bit like a beaten dog and I took a job that was at a lower grade and uh, lower salary and I didn't mind. It was only for uh, reassembling myself. And then after a year or two, I stepped back into leadership, took over a team and... uh, in a way, I think it was meant to be. That was a completely dysfunctional team. And it was because of the previous leader. He was certainly a super intelligent person, but he was not a good leader. And the team wasn't really functioning very well. And I got the job to lead that team and uh, to reassemble it. And I truly enjoyed that work. And by coincidence, I met at the same time, I hired that person as an uh, external trainer. Kevin is his name, and he became my coach. He's still my coach, and I I still work with him. And he was the one that asked me what was going on in my head anyways. He said, Sven, I see you working with your team. Uh, Have you ever thought about becoming an executive uh, coach? And that was exactly what I thought myself when I did what I did that this was so much fun and I said couldn't I do that as as my job Uh, because logistics became secondary I was still in the logistics field I like to work with the people I like to help them to drive individually and also as a team so that led them to a nice uh, conversation with Kevin I still remember the restaurant where we were and uh, we discussed that and it was the starting point of my new profession as an executive and team coach. So if I want to leave something behind, it is helping other leaders to become better leaders, helping teams work together effectively, and in consequence, help organizations to get to higher levels of employee engagement. So, I mean, if you help the leaders, if the leader uh, improves, the whole team. That is where I would like to leave my mark. And I'm I'm happy that I started with that work. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're going to be doing. (laughs) Absolutely. I really think at that time, I changed also the way I was leading my life. So it started with this casual conversation. But then I made a plan because I, I dropped out of the corporate world. And I needed to make a living out of something I haven't done before. So I plan everything, my studies, the transition, how do I want to go about it, do that as a side job for a certain period. I left 
the corporate world by some business in coaching from my employer, which is a kind of a compliment that they trusted me, that they believed that yeah. I could also deliver in that uh, new role. And uh, it was a great uh, start. But yeah, I, I had a plan how I wanted to do that, what I wanted to learn, how I wanted to build my business, how I wanted to progress with my clients and my practice. And uh, so far, I think I follow the path that I've designed for myself. And it's, it sounds like you're enjoying it. So I, I can hear the enjoyment as it is through adversity. God has gotten you to being quite deliberate in how you've planned things out. And you know what I really enjoyed hearing was that you weren't afraid and aren't afraid still to have a coach yourself. I work with a number of um, leaders, as you know, and one of the principals that I've been working with, school principals, that says to me, I look at my other colleagues and I think, wow, if you're really serious about working more with your people and putting a coaching habit or a coaching style into the way you work together as a team, you've got to get a coach yourself. You've got to be serious about it. And I'll know you're serious when you tell me you've got a coach. And I go, yes, raising the flag for, for doing something that takes you out of your own head and can be challenged and mentored and walked with as you go. Because I believe it's a shared journey. It's not just the coach learns just as much as someone who's interested in being coached for a particular yeah. things. Yeah. It's the support that you get from your own coach. And the secondary effect is also you really understand what it means to be the coaching client. So you walk yes. also, I mean, even if you wouldn't get anything out, I always get something out, uh, but even if you wouldn't get anything out, you have the experiences, what it means to be a client of a coach. So that is always a second effect that I take out of my dialogues wow. with my coach. Awesome. I really enjoyed it. That's gold, isn't it? Just gold. It is. It is. So when we um, have our episodes, listeners, usually each episode, I ask you to have a think about what your call to action would be. And Sven has shared with us his own vulnerability today and where he's been and what, he's, what he plans to do and how he balances his life and work. So what will your call to action be? Will it be looking at where there is a chance for some physical movement um, at the end or the start of your day? Will it be looking at what's your plan of action and do you need any support in doing that? And would you be willing to seek out a coach? Over to you, really. So I will have a hard time to just take one call for action. So one is uh, to see yourself and think about yourself. And that is a process that is constantly there. For me, it happens during my runs. Somebody else meditates, find what is good for you. But see yourself and think about yourself. Where do you want to go? What is your path? What is the why for you? The second call for action is about leadership. Leadership is about them, about the people, taking care of them, protecting them, giving them uh, the environment where they can develop. That is uh, the second one. The last one is about interaction with other people. Get behind what you see on first glance. Everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has some magic 
in his life and everybody is able to contribute. We so easily judge people on first glance and shut the door and then box them in. This is Peter, I cannot work with him. This is Sarah, I don't like her. I have seen something in everybody and it really makes a difference and it helps you also to connect other people that are working with you or for you. That would oh, be my three points. Thank you for sharing your magic. I think they are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And you know, that's why I have an interest in telling stories about our ordinariness because we're quite extraordinary in what we do in our own little way. So listeners, if you've enjoyed listening to our episode today with Sven and myself, we are easily found. So Sven, what would be, if someone would like to contact you, what's your easiest contact detail? Well, the best is uh, you visit my website. The address is www.leadertrip-coaching.com. Leader trip, because I see leadership as a trip from A to B as I do that on my bicycle rides. So <laughs> www.leadertrip-coaching.com. Thank you so much. And if you would like to know more about what I do as a leadership coach, I'm easily found Carrie at CarrieBenedict.com. We always love a thumbs up at Thriving Matters. So if you liked our podcast and enjoyed it today, give us a thumbs up and spread the news, share it around because, you know, life is too short. Your thriving matters. If you would like to be on a podcast with me, I'd be very happy to get your indication as well. So until we have another episode, take care of your very good selves. Thank you, Sven, for sharing your knowledge and your magic with us today. Go gently as we move into the Christmas and the New Year season. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me and wishing also you and your family uh, the best for the holidays. <laughs> Thank you. So everybody, have a shining moment today. Make sure you find the good in somebody and the good in yourself because your thriving matters. Bye.